<laughs> okay. Psalm 119. Anybody, does anybody need the Psalm 119 handout? Okay, Melissa, can you? Thank you. So Psalm 119, verse 113. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye, ye evildoers. Uh, did Steve get one of him? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy, thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. So on the handout, we are on page four. Uh, we were supposed to start page five, but as I was studying this last night, there's something else I wanted to share with you guys. So number four, the blanks are sustained and unashamed. For number four, that's on page four. Psalm 119, verse 116, Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. So just to recap real quick, letter A is God upholds his people, and that is the only way in which we stand. And Proverbs 24:16 says, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. And uh, then I have this note that I wanted to add to that is, Uphold me according to thy word is what, he, what it says there um, in the beginning of Psalm 119, verse 116. And I just wanted to share that it's God's character that guarantees he will keep us. And so God answers prayers. We know that God is omnipotent, omniscient, uh, omnipresent. And he is so many things about his character says that he is God. But part of the reason which we have this great confidence that God will uphold us is it's his character to do so. And so once we are saved and we are his people and we hope in him and trust in him. And this is specifically true for those who are trying to walk with God. It's not that God doesn't care about his children that are not walking with him. But it's, it's hard to claim the protection and graces of God when you're not where you're supposed to be, not doing what you're supposed to be doing. That almost guarantees correction. <laughs> not, uh, so anyway, the, the, the thing, thing I specifically wanted to share is that, uh, t- turn with me to Psalm 91, is the way in which God guarantees the protection of his children. Psalm 91. This is uh, Casey's favorite uh, uh, chapter in the Bible, or at least it used to be. Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Therefore shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. Thou shalt be- they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. 
He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So Psalm 91 is is a great declaration of God's abilities to protect his, his, his own children. And by the way, this I'm, I'm sure most of you probably understand this, but this isn't to say that bad things won't happen. I think that a great deal of what this passage is saying is nothing can happen to us except that God allow it and it be for his glory or for our betterment. Because things do happen to us. We know that. A great deal of scripture is dedicated to, to talking to us about the fact that this is what's going to happen, that these difficulties and trials will come. What this passage is saying is nothing can happen to us outside of his care. And we know that uh, many people in the Bible have lost their lives while being faithful to God. And so this wasn't something that slipped through his fingers. It's that we, we, can, we cannot fall into Satan's hands. We cannot fall into people who wish to do us harm without God superintending the matter. And so uh, a great deal about this passage is very precious to us as his children. And that, that guarantees us that as we walk through this world, God will take care of our lives. He will take care of our steps. We cannot go out from his care. Praise God for that. And so that's, that's one thing I wanted to add to that. So let her be, the, uh, just to recap, that God is both the author and sustainer of our salvation and our lives, except he should hold us up, we would have no hope. And let her see, let me not be ashamed of my hope, the latter half of verse 116. Uphold me according to thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. And so let her eye there is, a man is a frail creature, and yet God does not turn us away in our frailty and fears. His word carries all the assurance we need. So on page five, where we're picking up today, uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear a chorus of that if you guys would mind. <laughs> Make me feel accomplished. <laughs> So turn with me to Psalm 25. This is a, another very beautiful psalm. And, you know, the thing is, is, so many people love the psalms because there's so much about life in the psalms, and specifically life walking with God. And um, so Psalm 25, this is Psalm of David, verse 1. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies have uh, triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait upon thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy remember thou me, for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. And the, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall, he, shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Thou Turn thou unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O, o bring me out of my distresses. Look upon mine, mine affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. 
Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. And I'm glad we mentioned in the previous section about how, you know, that passage in Psalm 91 doesn't guarantee that we will never see troubles. And then you read Psalm 25, and it's filled with, Lord, I got troubles. <laughs> and, you know, and as as we are often, you know, fond of sharing together, listen, there's no point in not talking plain language with God. Because he already knows exactly where we are. He knows exactly what our struggles are. He knows our fears. He knows our, our pains, our sorrows, and our sins and our iniquities. He knows them all. So it's very good for us to understand that, look, we can just go to God and not just talk in plain language, but come to him as a child, a child of his. Coming to God, coming to our Father, very specifically the Bible says we are to come to him. Abba, Father. Not even just Father, but Abba, meaning the the, the close, familiar way in which a child can refer to his parents or his father in particular. And, and, that, that, that thought, and it's a beautiful thought, the thought of you know, running to your father and grabbing a hold of him. Daddy, daddy, I'm scared. Or daddy, you know, I've got this. You know, there's a bully coming after me. He's right behind me. Anything like that. You know, we should come to God with the sense that I am his child and he will take care of me. Again, in this world, we will have trouble. And if, if there wasn't trouble enough in the whole world, we got trouble all enough here. We got our own sins and our iniquities, our failures and our frailties to deal with. And yet God is sufficient to it all. Listen, that's part of what this passage in Psalm 25 is all about, is God is sufficient to take care of us and to communicate his love towards us, communicate his assurances. And the thing is, is as David gets to the end of his life, he says, you know, many have been my troubles and out of them all the Lord delivered me. We need to listen to the testimony of those saints of old who God safely brought them to the end. He's going to do the same for us as well. Our place is to have confidence in him now. And so, uh, again, the thought that we're sharing in Psalm 25 is our weakness, frailty and our sins teach us. Now, the thing is, is when we detect that we are weak, when we detect we are, we are flawed, when we detect that we are sinful, and, in, and, and many of us so much of the time come hanging our heads to God, and we say, Lord, I got problems. Lord, I, I am in trouble. Lord, I've, I've sinned again. Listen, those things teach us complete dependence upon God. And it's part of the reason, at least in part, of why God allows such weakness to be part of our lives because it drives us to utter dependence upon God, which is exactly where he wants us to be. God does not want you and I walking around on earth saying, yeah, yeah, I got I got troubles, but you know what? I'm up to it <laughs> or bring it on, mister. Bring it on. Listen, that's that's not really an attitude for a Christian to have. The attitude for the Christian is have, have is I can have complete confidence in my God. Yes, sir. So what you're saying is, he said, I, I, I'm up for it. And, and it says right here, he's talking to God, consider my enemies. Amen. In other words, I'm not up to That's it. right. That's exactly yeah. the point. Right. And now that's the kind of consideration I wouldn't like if I were the enemy. <laughs> you know? Well, actually, you know, if the, if the enemy would consider, in, in David's case, God is, his, is David's God. Right. It'd be very good for them to consider, you know what, yeah. maybe I shouldn't go up against David. And, and for that matter, David had a pretty consistent track record, starting with Saul, or for that matter, before that, starting with the giant, and then before that, starting with a lion and a bear coming after his sheep. God had a very consistent track record of seeing David through. And, you know, it's interesting to me, because while we're talking about David and his, 
and his, you know, uh, uh, feeling his weakness so, so completely. You know, there was a time, despite the fact that God had brought David through so many treacherous things, you know, and, and treacherous treachery from his own countrymen and things like that, and his own king, upon whom David had served as his armor bearer. David was a man of God, and he was a, a faithful man, and yet Saul more and more and more grew jealous and more jealous about about God in David's life, and more even more particularly. And so David, uh, uh, you know, several times uh, he just narrowly escaped, and then twice God put Saul in a place of weakness and a place of vulnerability to David. And David did not take his life. He said, I will not raise my hand against the Lord's anointed. And so the second time that happened, David despaired. You see that in Scripture. He says, there's nothing better for me than I might, you know, I will now die. I think his words were, I will now die one day by the hand of Saul. And he said, there's nothing better for me that I should flee to to the land of the Philistines. Yes, sir. Well, what you said, I would not raise my hand against God's anointed. Yeah. And was it that young man that came to him and said that he basically slew him? Right. That, right. So a guy came along, and I think he right. found Saul's dead body is what I think yeah. happened. Right. Yeah, but he, he claimed that he had slain him. Right. right. And David killed him. Right. And said, "How are you? How is it that you weren't afraid to slay the Lord's anointed?" Right. And David killed him for his own words. Right. Uh, so the young man might have—I—I I, I don't know. I've—I've I've heard no, a preacher. I agree with you. It's, it's possible, surely. And then, yeah. So you got to watch what you say. Yeah, yeah. So at the end, I think it's at the end of First Samuel. Yeah, I think it's at the end of First Samuel. The Bible says that he told, he asked his armor because he had been wounded. He'd been wounded by, I think, with arrows. And he, he said to his armor bearer, look, I'm still alive. And these guys, they will abuse me. You guys know I'm paraphrasing. He says, so take your sword out and fall upon me. And the armor bearer refused to do so. The Bible says Saul took his own sword and, 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 slew, and, and slew, committed suicide. And then the armor bearer did the same thing. And it ends that passage with, so Saul died. And so the next thing you know, someone comes along and says to David, hey, I, I came upon Saul and he says, hey, I'm still my life is still in me. You know, fall upon me. And so he was an Amalekite, if I remember correct. Was he an Amalekite? I don't know. Anybody familiar with this passage? <laughs> I think he was an Amalekite. God told God told Saul to slay all the Amalekites. So anyway, the uh, this young man says that he killed Saul at Saul's request. And then David says, out of your own mouth. You know, I will I will judge you. So anyway, I, I, I like this passage in Psalm 25 because you, and I recommend you read this again if you when you have time just to take it in all the different ways of which David's weakness informed his perspective. And again, the same thing should be true for us when we encounter weakness in ourselves, instead of any other human perspective, we should quickly do what David does run to God. You don't, you don't despair because of weakness. You don't despair because of sin. You don't despair because of challenges. You take them to God. And then you let God tell you through His Word and through the Holy Spirit, comforting you or helping you, whatever, convicting us. You take those things, you bring them to God, and you ask God to help you from where you are. The wonderful thing about God is He is always meeting us where we are. He is so gracious and merciful to us to continue with us over and over, now, I, I thank God for that verse we shared in the uh, previous passage about um, the Proverbs 24:16. For a just man falleth seven times. Now he's not talking about just seven times falling down, just total. He's talking the number of seven means completion. Saying this guy does nothing but fall down. <laughs> the truth is, is you and I got nothing but weakness in us. 
We have nothing but, but a, a, a frail, sinful body and a carnal nature. There is nothing we can offer God. There's nothing we can offer the world except yielding ourselves to God and God working through us. Listen, that is what the thing that God is constantly teaching you and I. To yield ourselves to Him and let Him work through us. He is constantly uh, leading us to the place where we surrender our lives to Him and trust that He can use us in some way. You know, every person doing anything for God is doing it because God enabled them to do so, led them to do so. So listen, every one of us have, uh, you know, places, ways in which God wishes us to serve or commands us to serve. And it's our place to surrender to that, recognizing the, the <laughs> I got nothing but weakness in me, but God has nothing but strength. I have nothing but sinfulness, but that's not a problem that, 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 uh, uh, what's the word, <laughs> uh, disqualifies us from service. Now, there are some sins that can disqualify you, but just because you're a sinner does not disqualify you. It means that we are like everybody else. We should not be coming to anybody with a holier-than-thou attitude, and some Christians do, and it turns people off. It puts a bad taste in their mouths. So we should be walking humility and meekness, and at the same time, confidence in God. Brother, you're going to say something? In case about obedience, to paraphrase here, if you're, if you're walking by the Spirit, you're not under the law. If Something you walk like in the spirit, you will not spirit. fulfill the lust of the flesh, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, sorry. yeah, no, no. Total paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. So basically, with I said, with that, there's another one about under the law. I think. Yeah, it's basically saying that basically, if you're if you're walking under your own thing, you're basically under the law, right? In your flesh, because mm-hmm. you, it's it's your correcting thing. But if you're walking in the spirit, you're basically yeah. You're, you're not. There's yeah, there's another place where Paul says, you know, against such there is no law, and it's talking right. about the fruits and the power of the spirit in us. And that enables us to serve God. Absolutely. You guys forgive me. <laughs> so here in your notes, 1 John um, 18. Uh, if I go too fast, you guys you know, slow me down or put your hand up and we'll, we'll talk about it. I, don't, I know sometimes I get to talking and I don't get to let anybody else get a word in edgewise. <laughs> 1 John chapter 3, verse, and it's there in your notes, uh, chapter, verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave his commandment. And uh, he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. And I like this passage also because as great as our weakness is, God is greater than our weakness. <laughs> and listen, the, I, I, again, I, I believe that God is at work in our lives to bring us to the place where we understand we can't do anything apart from him. You know, and like the Lord Jesus told his disciples, without me, ye can do Nothing. We cannot do anything based upon the talent that I have, based upon my experiences or anything else. I can only do what God gives me a gift or enables me to do with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I have this note that as great as our weakness is, God is greater than our, than our weakness. And I love the verse that says, that Aaron, you know, it's verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. And folks, I, I do believe that some of us, God has gone through the effort of breaking us down completely. 
I, I don't know about anybody else, but I, can, I have seen other people. They seem to have been where I have been, where God has, it seems to me, completely broken you down to the point, point where you feel nothing but your own weakness. I, I can say God has done that for me. <laughs> uh, she can tell you I've been, there have been times in my life where I was simply a puddle. <laughs> and, uh, and listen, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I look back at that now and I, I can even be thankful for it. Listen, when you get to the bottom, there's no place to go but up. <laughs> and I do believe that God is in the process of, of I, I, again, I won't speak for anybody else, but I know that he does at times humble us and bring us to the place where we understand the only strength, wisdom, grace there is comes directly from God. Yes, sir. Is that a reference to the rapture? Um, I wasn't referring to the rapture. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to, sometimes with uh, Patrick's one-liners, I have to, whoa, 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 how did that? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. All right, so um, as great as our weakness is, God is greater than our weakness. Okay, so number five, moving on here. Safety in the Lord's hands. Those are the blanks. Safety in the Lord's hands. That's verse 117. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect until thy statutes continually. So the blanks are safety in the Lord's hands. So I love this verse. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect until thy statutes continually. So I love the fact that he says, uh, hold thou me up, and I shall be safe. And we just read in 1 John 4 where he says, he speaks about, uh, beloved, verse 21, up right above that, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then, then have we confidence toward God. And I, again, I do believe that God is humbling many of us. I don't know if it's fair to say all of us at some point, but God is in the process of breaking us down and humbling us. But in the, also the process, he will make us strong in him. You know, and I love the fact that it says about Abraham, and I think it's Romans 4, where it says he was strong in faith and gave glory to God. It's a beautiful uh, paradigm, a new paradigm for us. Because, you know, the, the, you know, the world is, I don't know if it's especially in America, but the world is constantly telling you, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, be a man and, and stomp around. And, <laughs> and it's not the way it works as a Christian. Because God is very clearly teaching us to put no confidence in ourselves. You know, Paul says in one place, uh, I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth, you might know, no good thing, nothing you know, you can't even look back at your Christian accomplishments. I've walked with God for however many years. I've done this. I've done. Look at. Listen. It all came from God's enabling. If we can say I did anything for God, it was God doing it. The only thing we can say, if you can say I can even say that, is I yielded. <laughs> I I stopped telling God no. I stopped telling God I'll go over here and do my own thing. Listen, folks, the only thing we can we can say is God did it in me. There's no good thing in me. Like Paul says, and I, I was just thinking about this today, the fact that uh, Paul says early in his uh, in his, his, his career, I don't know, his life as a as, as a child of God and as an apostle. At the beginning, he says, I am the least of the apostles. And later on, he will say, I am the least of the saints. And shortly before he is he is martyred, he says, I am the chief of sinners. And that was his growth as a, as a child of God, as a man of God, and as an apostle. He said, I'm the least of the apostles. 
And then he says, I'm the least of the saints. And then he says, I'm the very chief of all sinners. I don't think he was lying. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's the worst man ever walked the earth. What I'm saying is, is, is that when you are honest with yourself, <laughs> when you are honest between you and God, and God, you know, and, and, and someone, uh, I think it was a Spurgeon I read, that was saying, the more God fills you up, the more the bucket sinks in the water. <laughs> That's a pretty good saying. Yes, sir. Well, that could be a partial reference to what he was doing before. He was saying, not saying that he, yeah. not saying that he isn't that maybe now. Yeah, he, he actually but, does qualify that in some point that he says, because I persecuted the church. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's the same place where he said, I'm the chief of sinners. But uh, and part of it was, you know, his who he was before he was saved. Absolutely. And so, um, but I love that, that passage, hold thou me up and I shall be safe. And I have underneath that, that the, the words I shall be safe is confidence towards God teaches us. Just like we were saying, <laughs> you know, like we read in Psalm 25, you know, all these weaknesses and frailties and sins and iniquities, they teach us to, to completely depend upon God and not on ourselves in any way. And at the same time, God can teach us as, as much as I am absolutely nothing but broken and sinful, at the same time, God can teach me utmost confidence in God. What a beautiful what a beautiful scenario that is. You can come to the place as a child of God where you say, I have and am nothing. <laughs> and, it, and it not be some backward religious bragging. <laughs> we, all, we all have heard that, right? Oh, I'm just a no good rotten sinner. And you almost feel like they're bragging. <laughs> uh, look how humble I am. <laughs> and listen, I, where was I going with that? <laughs> Virtue signaling, yeah. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds exactly like that. <laughs> but, oh, I, I know that, that that brokenness, at the same time as God is teaching us that, he can teach us at the same time confidence in him, even boldness in him. And, you know, Paul, that was something else Paul asked for. He said, pray for me that I might have boldness. And he was one of the boldest people you read about in the New Testament. You know, just uh, you know, witnessing to both kings and, and anybody he could, you know, and, and he was bold, but he said, pray for me that I might have boldness. And so, again, the, the, this is a beautiful thought of while God's breaking us down, he can teach us confidence in him. And so um, letter A here in the notes is uh, our Lord. Uh, the Lord is our only help and hope, and he is all we need. And I tell, I've told you guys before about people I've known, uh, especially when we're in New Jersey, and I was witnessing to a guy, and he said, yeah, you know, religion's great if you need that sort of thing. <laughs> and it was sort of a backhanded remark, you know. And, uh, and, and, but the thing is, is I can say with all honesty that the Lord is my life support. You know, the Lord is my stretcher. He's everything. But he's also all that we need. You don't need more than God. You don't need more than his hands of support underneath you. You don't need more than being confident in him. You can, you know, all the different things, you know, and I think about our president and, and I keep seeing, I see YouTube videos too much, too much. <laughs> you, know, one of, you know, I see this meme over and over and over with President Biden saying, get vaccinated. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I don't mean to be mocking him. It's just that, I mean, it's just such a, you know, this, this, tell, the, the point I'm getting at is that he's, the, the point that he and, and the CDC and so many, you must be vaccinated. It's the only way you'll make it through this. I'm not speaking against medicine. I'm not speaking against vaccines. I'm saying that, you know, very clearly, depending upon God is the thing that we need above all. You know, and, and the, the fact is, is yes, I mean, 
again, medicine is not evil. I'm not saying that. God used, I always thought it was very extraordinary how Hezekiah, um, he was dying, and God told him, set your affairs in order, for you will die and not live. And Hezekiah turned to the wall, and he cried and said, Lord, remember all the things that I've done. And so Isaiah was turned around before he even got out of the palace, and he went back and said, God's added 15 years to your life. And But the way in which Hezekiah recovered was they told him to said, put a fig, and and, and I, I can't remember, <laughs> but it was it was some medicinal treatment. You know, this God, Hezekiah's days were, were up, and yet God had him recover from that through medicine. And so listen, medicine is not evil, although I, I do believe it is at times a racket. I, I have no confidence in doctors, or, or I want to get, I'd like to get rid of all my medicine. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it doesn't, I don't know, <laughs> Brother Patrick. <laughs> you have no confidence in doctors. Thank you, Brother. I appreciate the segue. <laughs> we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in, in the flesh. No That's confidence. Philippians. Amen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No confidence in the flesh. And so, again, and, and by the way, I, I think that it's, it's the, the thing that for us to do is to ask God for wisdom for each day. You know, I, I do believe there's many machinations at work in our society. There's many power-mad people that are trying to control our lives, and I don't like it, and it, and it stirs up my carnal, rebellious backbone <laughs> where I want to shake my fist at somebody and say, you get out of my life! <laughs> But listen, the, the truth is we just need to pray day by day that God give us wisdom how to navigate this life. Because at times they're looking for, for ways in which they can trap us with our words. You know, like the January 6th, a guy just committed suicide um, right before he was going to be sentenced. Well, before his hearing. Yeah. They, they, they oh, I thought it was his sentencing. Oh, they leveled two more charges at him. Well, I, I knew they were going to try to enhance his like charges. a five-year sentence coming so, his way. So anyway, my, my point is, is that, that, you know, they, there are people very clearly, there are people that are looking for ways to trap us in our words, just like the Lord Jesus had the Pharisees trying to trap him in his words. So there will be times in which they're looking for a way to trap you in what you say or what you do. And so it's important for us as Christians to say, Lord, give me wisdom. Help me to say the things that you would have me say. Help me to do the things that you would have me do. Because listen, we can you can be saved, you can be want to be living for God, but you can snap back at somebody, you can try to win a debate with them and at the same time do nothing for their for their relationship with God. Listen, we don't need to win debates. We need to be Holy Spirit led and filled and saying the things that the Holy Spirit would have us say. Yes, sir. And here's some good anger, but but who's that who's this uncircumcised Philistine? That was that David. The armies of the living God. Yeah, that, right? that was David. Yeah, so <laughs> It's appropriate at times. Yeah, I think that David uh, and and I think a lot. And the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus was angry, uh, but he clearly did not sin. And the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." I think it's good for us to be, you know, looking at things from a Christian's per, Christian perspective and not, you know, not be okay with them, you know, backing away or taking God out of out of the Christians. Out of the uh, public square, and not to not be happy about that, and to be—I don't know—I don't, I don't know what the best way of saying it is, but you know, to be feeling strongly about the things of God and wanting America to be uh, to be able to hear from God and move uh, towards Him. You know, that's that's what this nation needs more than anything else. And so, to be angry or to be at least strongly feeling about these things because there's plenty of complacency as well that's that's willing to lay down and let 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 the world 
run roughshod over us? And I, again, I don't know exactly what the answer is. And that's part of what I'm saying is that we need to seek God's grace and help and wisdom to navigate our world. And so, um, so yeah, real quick. Yeah, real quick. The commonality between that, uh, uh, David and the, uh, the Goliath yeah. and the uh, temple, mm-hmm. is it basically they were both basically saying that you're doing this against God. In other words, it wasn't something, you know what I mean? They were, right. uh, would be the word for it, defending. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the Lord threw out the many changers? Yeah. Yeah. And it basically, it's not it's not because you did something to me. It's because right. You're, you're right. Defined, okay, I see what you're saying. You're defined. offended. But yeah, like the Lord right. Jesus was offended right. that they had put, that he said, you know, it is said my, my house would be a house of prayer, but you've turned into a den of thieves. Right. right. Yeah, right. Okay. Brother, yeah. Brother Abby? God can't make it much plainer than when he writes in his word. He wasn't just talking to those people in those days. He was talking to us too. Amen. He says, if my people would return to me, I will heal their land. Right. I will forgive them and heal their land. So the answer is right there. Right. We need to turn back to God mm. as a nation. Yeah. And God we trust. them. I mean, that's what started the whole thing. Right. And now we're drifting so far away from that. I mean, it's like when... You're out on the boat just floating around. You don't have an anchor. You're just sitting out there. Right. And soon, you're so far away from the shore, you're looking, you go, how did I get way over here? Yeah. But that's where we are. We're right. out there now. Yeah, We're and... Way out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say something. <laughs> My mind just flips, flips away. Okay, let me share this verse with you, and then we'll close. So, uh, the Lord is our only help and hope, and he is all that we need. So, Psalm 55, 22, it's there in your notes. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And I love, you know, when God likes to nail things down in the scripture. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. You notice that language, never suffer. As in God, you know, wouldn't just let that happen. (laughs) And he will never, and, and again, it doesn't mean bad things won't happen. It means that he won't let things happen that are out of his control or out of his uh, his will for our lives. And so cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Okay, I guess we'll close right there. Yes, sir, real quick. I want that person to make my bed in the morning. What person? The person that actually put those chair simmons. Sim- <laughs> 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 yeah, Maxine, she's got some real measurements here. You know, just... Uh, yeah, he's looking at how neat the chairs are over here, and they're very precisely put there. And <laughs> What's that? We turned ours and we messed up. Yeah, the the precise laying of the chairs only lasts so long. <laughs> All right, let's close our prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, that we can put all of our hope and our confidence in you. And, Lord, we are grateful that you, Lord, help us to understand the equation that there's no strength in us, there's no power in us, there's no wisdom in us, it's all in you, and that yet, yet, Lord, you wish to use us, and you wish to be in our lives to the point where people can take note that we have been with Jesus, and we pray that you would help and work in our lives in such a way, and that it would bring glory to you. Please bless everyone here tonight, bring us all home safe, all who are traveling this week, please keep them safe, and bring them back back safe, and thank you, we ask your blessing, and, and please meet the needs of all the prayer requests that were mentioned, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Over here.